Still hard to accept the Ruddles will never get back together, even though it's nearly 40 years since all you need is cash and 20 cents can't buy me lunch. Eric Idle doesn't talk about it much, probably the result of still unsettled litigation, but he will, in fact, you can't stop him, from talking about Monty Python and the search for the Holy Grail, the life of Brian, spam a lot, nudge, nudge, say no more, dressing like women, both civilians and nuns, blowing things up in lieu of a punchline, and always, always looking on the bright side of life. As he did with us on What Do You Know on May 27th, 2000. Eric Idle. That's all we have for that now, because we have Eric Idle, ladies and gentlemen. Who did call in? We're so excited. Hi, Eric. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. I know it's early out there. Thank you for making the call. It's practically dawn. Yes. Would you, <laughs> would you say something to prove to everyone that you are actually Eric Idle? Because no one believes me. Really? Yes. What would I have to say? I have no idea what that would be, but something no, that I only. Nice night. Say them all. Say them all. Not I mean, nice night, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Eric Idle, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? On a national tour now with this uh, Monty Python thing? Yes, I am, yes. yes. And where are you at the present time? Well, I'm at home. You're at home right now? Yes. Well, thank you for calling up. You know, I, th I thought you weren't going to do it, and I, so I trashed all your stuff, and it's got coffee grounds on it. Oh, my God. But I pulled it out again, and it's... Well, it's, trash it again. It's good as new. I like trash questions. <laughs> and so uh, the idea that... You, do people know that you write? You wrote most of those songs in, in Monty Python, didn't you? Did most of the... Uh, I do a lot of the songs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It, was it your ambition as a child to be a musician, or that just come along as after Bonnie Python? Um, I don't think I had many ambitions as a child, except to, to get out of the school I was in. Yeah, yes. And you're, f are you're from the north of England? I'm from the north of England, but I sent to school in the middle of England. In the a middle very of England. dark and bleak yeah. boarding school. It's yeah. like being in a Dickens novel. Yeah. Is that a good training ground for a comedian? It's a good training ground for life. Yes. It may also prepares you for jail, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, is that where you first met some of the other uh, pythons? I met the other pythons at, at, at Oxford or Cambridge. I was very fortunate oh. to go to Cambridge. And yeah. then I, it was, life suddenly changed, and I went into comedy. And I found, I found John Cleese. He, he was actually quite easy to find. He was very tall. Yeah. Um, and I found Michael Palin and Terry Jones hiding in the Edinburgh Festival, uh, yeah. performing sketches and doing silly nonsense. And uh, Graham Chapman was training to be a doctor, which is very fortunate that he didn't become one. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we started doing writing and performing comedy. Yeah. Do you ever wish that you, now that you had something to fall back on, and a career that you would have gone through with instead of just well, being... Well, I have a wife to fall back on. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. You're very comfortable. <laughs> it's all right with her. It's all right that's with me. Uh, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what I'd possibly have done if I hadn't done stupid show business. Yeah. Um, Did you and, have you a know, stupid... Just one way of postponing what you're going to do with your life. Yeah. So you had no clues as to what a stupid career might be for you. Um, I, I think this is probably the stupidest career I could possibly have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one thing, I, in, in watching Monty Python for all those years, we got a little bit later than you did, but uh, the obscure English references right. always put me off. Like, there, there must be towns in England that always get a laugh. Well, yes. I mean, it wasn't, we wasn't actually supposed to be for America. You're not supposed yeah. to enjoy this at all. No. <laughs> you know, this isn't for you, you know. Yeah. And, and you're still laughing at it after 30 years. I, yeah. I think that's about time you stopped, actually. Yes. I, I think you're right. <laughs> but there are things that we never got and we never will get. Like, is there a town in England you could say right now to an English audience and they would laugh at it? Just for... Yes. Redditch. Redditch. Yeah. See, that's like our Kenosha would be here. We See? say... Yeah. So we understand Well, we try that. and change those on tour, you know? We try and cleverly speak, speak in topical references for cheap laughs. Yeah. So is Redditch funny in and of itself or just the sound of it? 
Um, it's funny of itself. It's a sort of, you know, and Pearly is a funny name, too. Pearly. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice, nice sketch. There are odd places, as you know. Yeah. I mean, New Jersey is funny, isn't it? New Jersey is always good for yeah. a laugh. Beloit is good. I mean, Beloit always does something, at least around here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cedar Rapids, because there are no rapids. And Cedar, really? Cedar Falls, because there are no falls. There are no cedars, either. No, that's true. Or either. Yeah. There's nothing there, actually. I've been there. There's nothing. But nothing wouldn't be such a good name, would it? No, nothing is not good. Welcome to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any chance of a Ruddles reunion? A lot of people are wondering about that. Um, I, I think that, that there's a poss always a possibility of these things, you know, but I think the Beatles have to reunite first, don't yeah. you? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Take that 5,000 and appear on Saturday Night Live, I think, first, and then uh, you'll be... I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to take 5,000 for being on Saturday Night Live as a Ruddle, but uh, apparently it wasn't an offer. He didn't offer it? No. Is it true that for the movies you guys didn't use a script? That you... I read one thing you wrote, I think, on, on, your, on your website that you... Uh, did not, would not submit a script beforehand at all for the movies. Well, in the meaning of life, we did that. I mean, to, that was for Universal, because we didn't want them to help us. Because we figured if they could, you know, we figured that a studio couldn't help us write a Monty Python film. Mm -hmm. so, um, and uh, we were rather you... arrogant in those days. So we gave them, um, we gave them a budget and a ten-line poem. And they said yes. I mean, I was right. Well, impressive, don't you think? But Must since then, they've kept all the money, so I suppose it's 50-50. Yeah. Must have been a good home, I would think. Yeah, it was a good call. We got to make the film, but they got to keep the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's very much Hollywood for you. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, dressing as nuns. Yes. I don't recommend it. No. <laughs> is it tough to wear? Is it a tough habit to break? It's or a is it? Habit, yeah, yes, it's, it's, you know. um, uh, it's not tough to wear. They're rather comfortable clothes. In fact, I was going to keep one after. You know, you usually keep your wardrobe afterwards. Yeah. But they're, they're rather voluminous. Yeah. I tell you, the hats are kind of... If you wear those winged hats, they're very, very difficult because you can't see anybody creeping up behind you. Yeah. You've got no peripheral vision whatsoever. <laughs> so it's hard to drive in them. It's very, very hard to drive. I think golfing would be almost impossible. Yeah. Um, basketball would be not really good at all. Right. I think many activities in the nun's habit are, would be almost out of the question. Yeah, I think that's probably why they designed them that way, so they would have... Although, strangely enough, I think sex would be perfectly possible. Yes. Although well, the sort of sex I indulge in, anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe not, strangely enough. Really, no, maybe not. About. And uh, I must say, that all the, of all the British comics who dress as nuns, I thought you were the most attractive. Well, thank you. I, that, that's very impressive, since mm -hmm. I know just how many British comics you've seen dressed as nuns. Yes, almost all of them. I mean, all, what all, all in Cedar Rapids, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, currently, but originally they were in the north of England, uh, yeah. and then the middle, as we know. And, but uh, what is the, the British comic predilection for dressing as nuns? I mean, did someone start that years ago? Or were you guys the first to start it? it seems I think dressing as women generally is always considered quite funny. You know, yeah. it's like, um, it's, you know, whenever you want a cheap laugh, dress as a woman, really. Yes. Um, I do it several times in my show. Yes. Um, I have 17 costume changes in my stage show, and I dress as a woman, and I dress as a judge in extraordinary flamboyant costume. Yeah. Of the 17, how many are women? About three and a half. Yeah. One can't make up its mind. Yeah, well, that's interesting. But it, that <laughs> maybe current, you know, problem. Is that a difference between American and, and, and British comedy? I know you're an American now, basically, but the, the, the traditionally, we, there are some, some topics we don't... Religion is sort of something we don't joke about here. I know. And trans... <laughs> <laughs> and I've refrained, as you can see. Yes. Very well, tactfully and politely. Yeah. And transsexuality is something is just left to Jerry Springer, basically. I think there's a lot you don't joke about, really. Yes. I think that's why you have so many Canadian comics. Because they come down here and, and they can <laughs> they joke about it. They come down here and get work. Yeah, okay. So did you have to adjust for American audiences? 
I, um, actually, I, I don't really adjust for American audiences. American audiences are wonderful audiences, and they just come to our show and they just laugh themselves silly. Yeah. And they come in such a good mood that it's very hard to stop them having a good time. Yeah. I do my best, but um, <laughs> alas, no, they, they, they seem to enjoy it. Yeah. But there is a difference there, I know that, because very few American comics dress in drag. Well, that's not entirely true. I think yeah. you've got about three films this summer opening with, with American comics dressing in drag. Hmm. Uh, Big Big Mama or something is opening, oh, yeah. and then there's uh, you know Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire was a huge hit. That's true. Uh, Tootsie was a huge hit. Okay, I'm wrong. Some Like It Hot was an enormous hit. An amazing hit. So I think what you're saying is absolutely yeah. untrue. Yes, it's it's. <laughs> I think it's patently absurd as I think yeah, about it. And absurd and, I, and demonstrably I, wrong. Yes, demonstrably wrong. It is. Okay, well I guess I can't say anything more on that particular theory. <laughs> I, I had. Bobby stands right over that question. Yeah, yeah. It's a thesis I was developing, actually, on, on humor. Now, I noticed that this is, you did this at the J. Paul Getty. This, this is the only album I've seen on the J. Paul Getty label. I did it at the J. Paul Getty Museum last year. It yeah. was the original origin of this show, but yeah. it's actually got bigger since then. Yeah. And since then, the J. Paul Getty Museum has banned me from saying anything about that performance. Yeah, I noticed there's a disclaimer yeah. on the back saying we're not responsible for anything Eric Idle says. Or so, can, we call, can we call it the J. Paul Betty Center, perhaps? <laughs> Which was ba based on the oil millionaire John Paul Betty. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote them a song, and they've even banned that. Isn't that mean of them? It is. But I do it on stage. What did they object to? They objected, uh, I don't know what they objected, it's kind of probably filth. You know, they object they to don't filth? want filth in an art gallery, do they? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I wrote a song about how many naked people there were in their art gallery. Yeah. So they don't like that. They didn't like it. No, well, guess I, the naked people here, I suppose. I don't know. Half the people in an art gallery are naked, you know. Totally. Yes. Isn't that the very basis of art? I think so, but... People standing around, you know... Being naked, looking at paintings. positions, being, yeah. being naked and rather cold. Exactly. <laughs> uh, wonderfully put. Uh, do you happen to have your guitar there? I'm told that if we, if we mention the guitar to you, you might have one there and could actually sing us a song. Would My you... gosh, and that's putting me on the spot rather too much. Is it? Yeah. We, we can... I mean, it would never play. I mean, I, it's very, very hard to do that Is on it... the radio with holding the phone. Yeah, can you hold you the phone know, between I your mean, legs? I, I, and, I might and... fall back on my wife. Um, you, you well, could... well, I could do a couple of verses. I could do it very, very briefly. Yeah. Just, for, just so I don't like saying no to you. I know, but because... if I put you on speaker... Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I dropped the phone. What if I put you on speakerphone? On speakerphone is fine. All right, I'll try that. Okay. Here we go. There you go. Can you hear me? Yes, fine. Can you hear? Not now so much. Can you hear now? No, even less. All right, here we go. Very less. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Life seems jolly rotten. There's something you've forgotten. Anyway, there you are. Did you hear any of that? I love you. That won an award my for the... dog came in and looked at me. He said, what the yeah. heck are you doing? I've got on my knees playing a guitar into a speakerphone. He's <laughs> <laughs> got that look that dogs have, you know? Yeah. How did I get here? Do you feel like your career is taking a turn at some point or what? That was quite wonderful, and that won an award for best soundtrack for Crucifixion, I believe, many years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they... And best choreography on a cross as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite. It was delicate. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do under the circumstances. And much like playing with a phone between your knees or whatever you're doing. <laughs> and uh, we should mention that you're going to be playing across the country now. You're in L.A. now, and where's the next stop for this? We 
go to Denver, then Chicago, and then we're on to the Midwest. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's a very silly show. I have about I had 12 people on stage singing and dancing and doing very silly songs and uh, doing old Python sketches. And yeah. it's, it's going a blast. And you're going to be in Madison on June the 10th, I believe, here at the Civic Center. I am, Center. but apparently the audience isn't. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, now uh, they will be. Now they know. they're away, something. Yeah. Now they yeah. know, so they'll be here. Okay, good. It's wonderful to talk to you, and uh, uh, you're a fabulous guy. You're, well, you are, you you are the nicest of them, I think. Well, you're very sweet. Yes. No, I'm you're sorry very sweet. about the coffee stains. Oh, that's okay. I'm I have sorry. to wipe off your trousers, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Idle sings Thank Monty you. Python, ladies and gentlemen. Go back to bed, Eric. Okay, Bye. Bye. Always looking on the bright side of life.